MDOT presents the Extra Mile Podcast, Legislative Session. Welcome into another edition of the Extra Mile Podcast, Legislative Session. I'm Paul Katul, MDOT Digital Media Manager. And I'm joined as always by my co-host, Will Kraft. He handles government and constituent affairs here at the Mississippi Department of Transportation. And we've got another great guest for you today. We've got State Representative Trey Lamar. Uh, and a little bit of information about Representative Lamar. He assumed office in two th- 2012, and he represents District 8, which is Tate and Lafayette counties. And most interesting to me, as a graduate of the University of Mississippi, <laughs> he's a former Ole Miss football player running back during the Eli Manning years. That's right? That is correct, yeah. That is amazing. That was a lot of years ago, but, yeah, it's a lot of water under the bridge since then, but that's technically correct. There you go. Well, well, Representative Lamar, we really appreciate you joining us today. Glad to be here. Thank you all for having me. I, I certainly hope there was no um, nefarious hazing of the, the great quarterback when, uh, during your time there. <laughs> well, it, it, was a, it was a fun time to be at Ole Miss, and not only were we uh, on, the, on the team together back then in those years, but we were also in the same fraternity. And so I um, hadn't seen Eli in a while. I actually got to see him um, back this fall uh, for the first time in a while and saw some of his kids when he um, – when he came and his jersey was retired in the LSU game. So that was pretty cool. My my boys, uh, my kids, I've got two boys that are 12 and 9, a baby girl that's actually 7 today is her birthday. Happy so happy birthday, birthday Annie. Um, but they got to meet Eli and get his autograph and all that, and that was, that was really cool. So it kind of brought back some memories from 20-plus years ago. <laughs> There you go. Well, and you already mentioned a little bit about your time at Ole Miss, but uh, just getting to know you, tell us a little about yourself, you know, where you're from and what, what got you involved in politics. Sure. Uh, well, I uh, ran in 2011, was elected in 2012, was my uh, first year that I served, and so this is my 11th legislative session. My grandfather, uh, who was a uh, former chancery judge, he, he passed away in 1993, but he, he – um, he actually held this seat from 1956 to 64. I so that. I grew up doing that. Uh, he, he represented Tate County in the House back in those days, which some very interesting times to be serving. Um, and uh, he uh, was former chairman of the Education Committee, which back then was all of K-12 and all of universities and colleges, and that was during the time that, that Meredith integrated Ole Miss. So oh, wow. it was an interesting time to uh, – I can imagine. To uh, – <laughs> To be in the legislature, he always had some colorful stories, and so growing up, I knew that as part of a background, and and, uh, and just knew in the back of my mind that was something I was interested in. And so uh, when I moved home back home in 2007 after law school, um, it was uh, something that was in the back of my mind, and I knew when the opportunity came up, we had a, our uh, representative at the time retired, and, and there was an opening that, that it was something that I would be interested in, and just really at that point in time just wanted to provide some representation for our our community our hometown of Senatobia and Tate County which is what I call home and um, get some positive things done for for my uh, my hometown and so that's that's what motivated me at first and I've been serving ever since and it's been a great journey. Um, How long have you been chairman of Ways and Means now? This is my third session to third be chairman. Session. Yeah, I got it figured out. I started in the infamous session of 2020 was my first year. It was a heck of a year to to uh, learn uh, to, to chair ways and means on the fly in your first year. No but the session that was uh, – sometimes I still feel like I'm in session from 2020. No doubt. 2020 was certainly an interesting time. 
Uh, we wanted to let you take this back home a little bit. I want to ask you about some projects going on in Lafayette and Tate counties. So what are you keeping your eye on back home? Well, I tell you, I can't I can't get on the interstate uh, on Interstate 55 headed north without being reminded of MDOT. Uh, so y'all got cranes all over the place. Y'all are currently replacing uh, the bridges along the uh, the Hickahaley Creek, which is a tributary of the Coldwater River and Arkabutla Arkabutla Lake. And so it, those are that's a massive project. I don't know if, if either y'all have been north lately uh, to either DeSoto County or Memphis. You would have. Uh, it's just just a half a mile or so north of the Senatobia the North Senatobia exit. It's a big project. A lot of people are talking about it. And um, I know one side is finished. So when the other side gets, uh, I think the, the northbound lanes are finished. When the southbound lane gets done, it's, and if it looks like the northbound, it's going to be really nice. So it's a, it's, a, it's a good project. So that's one. I know we've got some, some other projects going on out in the western part of the county and Highway 3. We replaced some bridges out there. Uh, recently repaved Highway 51 through the middle of Senatobia, uh, which was, was sorely needed. Um, and so uh, the residents certainly appreciate that. I've heard a lot of, a lot of good feedback on that. And just, just recently, in the last few weeks, they've started, uh, MDOT has started uh, construction with, uh, started with demo work on the Highway 51 roundabout that's gonna right. be right in the middle of Senatobia, right next to Northwest Community College. And so we've got three schools, uh, Magnolia Heights School, Senatobia Elementary School, uh, and High School, and then Northwest Community College, all within about a mile of each other, right there on Highway 51 in the middle of, of the city. And we had a, a really old, uh, I, I would say, uh, old designed uh, series of three-way stops that were right there in the middle of Highway 51 that are gonna be, uh, the two intersections are gonna be brought together into one one big roundabout, which will really, really help traffic in our in our hometown. and the school traffic when it gets congested and people are people are excited about that as long as they can learn how to navigate a roundabout so that's right <laughs> that, that jury's still out on that it takes a little getting used to yeah. you know uh, i heard somebody said you're supposed to hit that thing about 65 that's what gets you through <laughs> i don't know if that's accurate but uh, please nobody test that out so that's a little bit of what's going on in tate county i know in lafayette county there's recently been a roundabout added on highway 7 at the uh, at the highway 7 highway 8 split in uh, in lafayette county and that's uh that's that was a dangerous intersection so i've heard a lot of people really excited about trying to get some help and some relief at that intersection so that's that was much appreciated in lafayette county and obviously there's other issues and things that are going on and a lot of uh, a lot of talk about uh, other projects that are needed and so you know we'll continue to address those absolutely excellent Getting back to a little more legislation talk, I know there's some bills that you're anxious to discuss, but um, just generally speaking, you know, can you explain to us kind of just your thoughts on how important it is for us to have a, a robust, efficient transportation system for economic development and other things, you know? Oh, it's, it's, it's critical. I mean, it really is crucial. If you look at Mississippi, a lot of times Mississippi is considered a rural, you know, a rural state, a poor state, but our, our highway system is very good uh, and, you know, it can, it's we got to take care of it. Obviously, we got to have sufficient funding to do that. But we've got help me, guys, if I'm wrong. We got Interstate 55, I-69, uh, 70. Is it 78? No, what's it called? I got a new name. It's 72 up there. It's, uh, I-22. 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 That's what I was trying to think of. That's a that's a fairly niche, uh, new uh, designation in the last few years. And you've got I-20. Um, you know, here in the central part of the state, and then of course I-10. Um, we've got. Uh, some major interstates that run through the state. And so um, from a transportation standpoint, you, you take the major interstates with the uh, 87 highway plan where we had so many roads that were and highways that were four-laned. Um, 
we, we've got a good system, but we've, there, there are improvements that need to be made. Uh, they, we've got to take care of it. Obviously, you can't just build a highway and expect not to maintain it over the years. So um, that's, uh, you know, I'm excited about transportation in Mississippi. I'm always excited about doing more uh, and making it better. I think that's a big part of what, what we need to be looking out for as legislators. Um, you know, this, one of the state's biggest assets is our roads. Uh, you know, if I, I use this example sometimes, that it, most people's one of their biggest assets is their home. And you don't just let their, wouldn't be wise to just let your home sit and, and, and fall apart or crumble or not take care of it. The state highways are the same thing for the state. We've got to take care of them. Um, now we own them. Uh, they're, they're literally probably the state's largest asset. And so um, that's that's been a big – something I've pushed and been proud to support uh, during my keep, time. And keeping on that note, uh, again, I know you've got some legislation you want to mention here. One of these bills specifically will very much so help us in doing that. Yeah, we uh, – I'll just get right to it. Yesterday the, the Ways and Means Committee passed House Bill 1686, which is uh, – I'll just say it's an MDOT uh, bond refinance bill. Uh, I didn't know this until uh, the last uh, year or so, but we, we learned that MDOT had, over time, had taken out some debt on its own. And so that there was a law changed about 20 years ago that would let MDOT do that. And currently in MDOT's budget, about $73 million of the state gas tax money was going for debt service. Well, that's $73 million that could be spent on, on the roads, on actual you know, road improvements and projects and things of that nature currently. Uh, so we started looking at could we refinance um, that debt? Did it make sense in the current bond market? And the answer is yes, it does. And so what, the, what this bill do would be would current would be to back up would be to refinance the existing MDOT debt as, into general obligation bonds of the state, um, and then at that point in time, it would immediately free up seventy-three million dollars that would go toward new road funding for the state for MDOT on state highways. Should we think of you know about it's roundabout. Uh, what we get for the lottery proceeds and all yeah. the uh, good we've been able to do with that. So, I mean, that, that will go a long way. I think it would be, a, it would be a big deal. I mean, the lottery has been, been great for MDOT. Um, and so, um, this, another 70, it gets right at $73 million, uh, this year. So it's new, it'd be new funding and we're excited to push the bill through. It passed, uh, almost unanimously out of the, the house yesterday. Love and that. so we hope the Senate will take it up soon. Well, Rep Representative Lamar, we really appreciate all the hard work that you do for transportation infrastructure in Mississippi. Um, do you want to switch gears a little bit? I know maybe one of the biggest topics of conversation over at the State House on social media is uh, the Tax Freedom Act income tax discussion. Yeah. So can you talk about, um, you know, kind of your role doing that and why, why you think be glad this to. is the moment? Yeah, I'd be glad to. Well, currently where we are, um, let me just back up. This is not some... Sometimes people are like, well, we can't eliminate the income tax. And I want to say, well, why not? There's nine states out there that, that run their governments perfectly fine without an individual income tax. Um, some of our neighbors, Tennessee, Texas, Florida, uh, those are states that are generally thought to be doing very well. So we started looking at this several years ago. Um, the collection of the use tax, there was a change in federal law that allowed us to start collecting use tax, which has been beneficial for road and bridge construction at the county and city level as well. But that put us in a position where we could we could uh, uh, really take a hard look at whether or not we could eliminate our, our state income tax and do it responsibly. And so uh, for those who keep up with it, last year the House passed a bill, uh, was just an initial, uh, basic initial bill to start the conversation publicly and, and to really get down in the weeds on some of these numbers. And that, that effort led to a year-long study 
uh, more in depth, and which which ultimately resulted in the House passing uh, House Bill 531, which we passed earlier this year, which is the Mississippi Tax Freedom Act. And so, what that bill would do would uh, eliminate the first forty thousand dollars for a single person and eighty thousand dollars for a married couple uh, from income tax in the state of Mississippi. Uh, it would also reduce the price of car tags in half. Uh, and ultimately reduce the price of groceries from 7% down to 4%. In exchange to help pay for that, uh, which is really what we call phase one of the bill because that's implemented in the first year, uh, those changes, uh, we would go up on general sales tax from 7% to 8.5%. Uh, and that's that's things you buy like at, you know, toilet paper or, you know, paper towels, those types of things, you know, just, just general that apply to the general sales tax. Not just paper products, right? That's right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, but things like cars would not be affected, bigger ticket items, things like that. So we started looking at the states around us. Every state around us, Tennessee, Arkansas, Louisiana, and Alabama, all have an approximately 9.5% general sales tax rate. A lot of people don't realize that. So the net effect of our bill when it was fully phased in, would be that Mississippi would still be 1% lower on general sales tax than every state around us. Uh, and then once the uh, the first phase of the, the income tax was, as I mentioned, the 40 and 80,000 would be eliminated. And then there would be growth triggers uh, to eliminate the rest of the income tax. In other words, as the economy grew, as the state revenue grew, uh, then a portion of that money would be used to to eliminate the individual income tax until in about 10 or 12 years, we would not have an individual income tax in Mississippi. Uh, and that would only happen through growth. So we couldn't go backwards in our state revenue and those types of things couldn't create it. It would be a mathematical impossibility for it to create a budget hole uh, with those growth triggers. So the end result would be a tax system in the state um, that has no individual income tax and it's still 1% lower than the own general sales tax rate than every other state around us. So it would be a much more fair system, much more competitive tax system, uh, and is, would be general, uh, just generally a better uh, better way to, to fund our government. Uh, it would support uh, and, and, and uh, encourage things like work, which we need more people to be doing. Uh, and so that's, that's what the House is doing. Uh, the Senate passed a bill actually just this week with their version of tax, uh, some tax cuts, it's a much, much more scaled down version. But I'm, I'm thankful that they're doing something, and hopefully these two measures will end up uh, in further negotiations and conference uh, this session, and we'll be able to reach a deal. That's the hope. Well, thank you for the thank you for the explanation on sure. that. And uh, related to that a little bit, and we want to give a little bit of a civics uh, lesson. I know a lot of our listeners know, but, you know, the, the Ways and Means Committee is a very powerful committee in the Mississippi House of Representatives. Can you kind of give an overview of that committee and your work on it? Yeah. Uh, the Ways and Means Committee is in charge of basically for the House of Representatives any, any legislation dealing with, with taxes of any sort, taxes or fees, uh, and also um, state borrowing. So anything dealing with the Department of Revenue, any type of tax at the city, county, uh, or state level, um, any type of bond, which is how government uh, borrows money. Um, and also, um, since the Department of Revenue runs, runs uh, is in charge of the, the uh, liquor warehouse, the ABC, Alcohol Beverage Control, then my committee also uh, handles anything dealing with alcohol. So it's a, it's a lot of, uh, it's, it's a wide array of things we, we deal with, but it's, it, it's a very busy committee. We end up with, with literally hundreds of bills every year to, to have to look at and address. And, Pretty diverse. Know, it's very diverse. Uh, a lot of people don't know that we actually 
deal with the alcohol laws. Um, and like, well, how does that have to do with taxes? Well, it's, the reason is because the Department of Revenue uh, is heavily regulated product, and the Department of Revenue is over that, which is any any laws dealing with Department of Revenue comes before the Ways and Means Committee. And, the, and the, on the Senate side, that'd be they're called the Finance Committee. But that's what we do. And one, right one on. thing you mentioned to us as you walked in, talking about the EVs, uh, autonomous yeah. vehicles. Yep. You want to talk about that? Yeah, so there was another bill we passed uh, this week. It was 1639, House Bill 1639. And what that bill uh, does is it recognizes that the so much of our, our future is going to be looking toward these electric vehicles. And so we need to be um, preparing for that now. Uh, and so... Uh, what it would do is we continue to build uh, more, and I believe there's some federal money that I'm sure y'all are aware of coming down to help with building charging stations in the next several years. But what this does is it, it, it recognizes that these people who use our highway system uh, with electric vehicles need to be paying uh, their uh, their portion of the uh, the road tax as well, uh, So which is the gas tax on a, on a, on a combustion engine motor that, that, that is currently goes toward the roads and so that said uh we already have something in place if you're a mississippi resident you pay a 150 dollar annual fee when you buy your tag on electric vehicles but we did not have anything in place for non-residents and so what this bill do would, would implement a three dollars and fifty cents per charge uh fee uh, for non-residents of mississippi that would go toward our um our road uh our road tax and help pay for highways in the state I think that'd go a long way. You know, again, you're talking about the future coming in, so appreciate the, the foresight in, in addressing that. Out. <clears throat> Take things a little out of the box mm -hmm. here. I know you spend a lot of time on the roads, uh, traveling, stopping in different places. Is there any, um, you know, food spot that is just close to your heart? Anytime you're going to be in the area, you got to stop there. Well, I'll, I'll do it a little bit different. I'll invite you all to come to Centobia. There's a guy oh. uh, that runs a, uh, a little little hole-in-the-wall place called the Fresh Garden Market. Uh, and he, he smokes his own meats. It's right there on Highway 51 in Senatobia. Okay. So next time y'all are up my way, y'all stop. The guy, he, he does a great job, uh, and I'll give him a shout-out here. But Fresh Garden Market in Senatobia, you're missing out if you don't if you don't stop and eat lunch there one day. I like that. Okay. Have to try that out. Oh, absolutely. We're, we're adding it to the list. We've got a lot of great answers so far. So got got the uh, road trip, food road trip coming up. That's right. <laughs> Uh, just, just one thing before we let you go, Representative Lamar, how can, how's the best way for people to contact you out there, your constituents? Yeah, well, um, I am the best way at home in Senatobia. Most people know where my office is. It's right across the street from the courthouse in uh, downtown Senatobia. So I'm, I'm in the phone book. Well, I don't know that we have a phone book anymore, <laughs> but if you, Still pop up on my you Google me, I'm there. So yeah, we've got a, uh, a, uh, a phone number there at our office, and, and people can call anytime. Uh, I've also got uh, – they can call the Ways and Means office at the state capitol and speak with Miss Alice, and she'll set them up with, a, with an appointment. So very accessible. Most people who know me uh, either have my cell phone or know how to get in touch with me anyway. So if anybody has any questions or wants to t discuss more legislation or state roads and highways, then just reach out and be happy to have that conversation. Excellent. Well, uh, Representative Lamar, we covered a lot of ground in 20 minutes, and uh, I know you're a busy man, so we appreciate you being here with us today. Um, we'll go ahead and wrap things up. I want to thank all of our listeners out there for listening to the Extra Mile podcast. Remember, you can download it and subscribe wherever podcasts can be found, and uh, you can also watch episodes on YouTube. You can just search the Mississippi Department of Transportation. 
Remember to follow us on Facebook and Twitter, at Mississippi DOT is the handle there. And as always, remember to drive smart out there on Mississippi Highways.